Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of These Are the Valleys. This is actually the final episode of 2022, which is crazy to me. This year has flown by for no apparent reason, and I'm really excited for 2023, honestly. I feel like it's going to be a great year. I think it's going to be full of change, full of growth full of evolution um, and creativity. And I'm just, I'm looking forward to it. I'm not even gonna lie to y'all. But before we get ahead of ourselves, let's look back on our 2022 year together and just kind of reflect over ourselves, reflect over how far God has brought us, and then kind of have some tips and tricks and some food for thought to look forward into 2023. God willing, we make it, okay? Um, So self-reflecting, I think there are multiple parts to how I have approached spiritual reflection and, I mean, life reflection, but because this is a spiritually based podcast, we're going to talk about it spiritually, okay? Um, And so I think that there are multiple levels in which I reflect on these types of things. And I would just encourage y'all to follow along with me and see if it helps, see if you like it. If you have any suggestions on anything that I can add to how I go about reflecting or any questions about the processes and the thought processes that I have, feel free to hit me up on Instagram. Y'all already know I'm gonna announce it at the end, but it's at the Jasmine Cambridge and we can get into it. Like that's no problem. So reflecting on ourselves, of course, we can look at, you know, oh, I've grown this this many pounds or <laughs> this many pounds. First of all, your girl did put on a little bit of weight. I ain't even gonna hold you. But, um, you know, besides looking at all the physical things and how you've grown, I think it's really, if not more important um, to reflect on what's going on on the inside of us to kind of just get that together. So... One of the first things that I do when I spiritually reflect is I look at the storms that I've gone through this year. For me, I've really realized that storms that God have taken me through or has taken me through this year have been big implications on things that I needed to work on, big implications of areas in which God is trying to take me to the next level, if that makes sense. So if I was having a lot of financial storms, usually it's because my financial skills need a lot of work. And your girl needs to get to the next level financially and God's trying to take me there. So I have to go through some obstacles and challenges that are going to grow that financial stewardship muscle. I realized that one of the storms that I went through as well was an identity loss season. And I realized that that is because I placed my identity in a lot of things that I had done for me. But the foundation of my identity needs to be child of God, daughter of God, first and foremost. So... I believe that the storm that I went through or the season that I went through that was one of the hardest for me this year was feeling like I lost my sense of self, lost my identity, and I didn't really know who I was because I felt like God had stripped me literally down to nothing. And who, y'all, that was a really hard season for me to go through. But now on the other side of it, I realized that with my foundation being daughter of God, child of God first, everything else has a good leg to stand on. You know, um, the parables that talk about building your house on sand versus building your house on solid rock. I realize looking back now that my identity, while it wasn't like, you know, crazy or anything, but it was based on accomplishments. What other people have told me about myself, like, oh, you know, I grew up an honor student. I grew up uh, in high 
achiever, <laughs> I guess, an overachiever in academics and pretty much everything. I did a lot of everything, jack of all trades, master of none type thing. And I built my identity on that. Oh, I'm multifaceted. I've got lots of talents and lots of gifts, which I do. Um, Oh, I'm really good at school. Like school is really easy for me. I learn really easily, which I do. And so coming out of college, what does that really do for you? (laughs) You know? So I think that I had to go through this season this year of just kind of getting getting back to the good place of, okay, Jasmine, first but foremost, before anything, she's a child of God. Period. Everything else stands on top of that, but that is the most important thing. And I realize now that when my foundation is built on that, everything else has a better leg to stand on than what I previously had. Because when I went through a season of having no accolades, having no academic achievement, having no place to show my gifts and talents, I felt empty. And I believe that when we build our foundation on God as opposed to ourselves, that empty feeling is a lot harder to get to because God is our portion forever. He's literally everything that we need. So we will literally never feel empty (laughs) because when we build our foundation on God, like he, he keeps us full. So that was one of the storms that I went through and what I've learned from that and how I've grown from that and the implications that it's shown me about myself and how I'd like to proceed going forward. Um, Another thing that I like to reflect on is any leaps of faith that I've taken this year, anything that I have done that has completely gotten me out of my comfort zone or just acts of obedience that I didn't want to do when God told me to do it. For me, this podcast is a leap of faith. Um, I felt like I was hearing from God that I was supposed to be starting another podcast, got lots of confirmation about it and was like, okay, guess we doing it. And I started it and here we are like many episodes in, we're in our forties now, which is mind boggling, but I couldn't be more grateful. This has continued to be something that has kept me going in my spiritual journey. And just to see how it's also impacted some of y'all has been really, really great. Like when people hit me up on Instagram, like, oh, you know, I was listening to the podcast and blah, blah, blah. Or when people ask questions that I actually have an answer to because God's already walked me through that. It's like, man, you know, it's had a profound impact on my spiritual walk with God, um, my ability to believe in the interconnectedness of all believers, because I really do believe we are the body of Christ all together. And it's just great. It's great. I, I'm very, very glad I took this leap of faith. Very glad. I've also decided that I'll be moving as well this year. Um, let me not even say it, I decided. I'm being obedient and I'm moving. Uh, not this year, 2022, but you know, 2023. I'll be moving and I'm moving out of state and it's just a lot. But that's also a big leap of faith that I'm actively taking the steps toward right now to complete soon. So I'll keep y'all updated as updates are necessary. (laughs) And yeah, so there have been some things that I feel like, man, have been kind of life changing for me this year. And I'm proud of myself because I feel like I've gotten to the place with God that when I hear something from God, I'm going to do it. There's no, mm, let me not lie. There might be some hesitation initially, but Nine times out of 10, I'm going to get it done. Like, I'm going to get right on it, like, immediately. And so I really love that that's a place of growth for me. I love that my faith has grown so much. Um, My discipline has grown a lot this year as well and also shrunken toward the end of this year. But that's a conversation for another day. But taking a look back on the leap of faith helps me see how much I've grown 
in my faith, helps me see how much I've grown in my trust, helps me see how much I've grown as a Christian because we're all supposed to spiritually mature day by day and evolve. So yeah. And then lastly, challenges. So this is a little different to me than a storm. A storm, I feel like is like a situation or a season, whereas challenges I identify as maybe a certain sin or a certain tendency that you have that has been a challenge for you throughout the year. One of those for me has been stewardship, just continually to financially steward what God has given me. Um, also steward the leadership positions that God has given me. Like, you know, this podcast, I see this as a means of leadership. Um, the women's Bible study group that I lead, I see that as a means of, of uh, leadership. And these are things that I feel like I have to steward over. Um, I have to take good care. I have to be consistent. I have to um, be disciplined. I don't feel like getting on this podcast every week. I do not, y'all. Sometimes I have to drag myself. Today, I had to drag myself to the mic. I'm not even gonna lie. I would rather be watching Real Housewives of Potomac right now or being on TikTok. I'm not even gonna lie. But as soon as I like cut the camera on, cut the mic on and really get with God about what I'm going to talk about or just be obedient. God always flows through me. And that was one of the things that I also learned this year, being disciplined in stewardship. Stewardship is to me a form of discipline. And so I think that that's one of the challenges that I've had to walk through being disciplined in the things that God has given me, not just in money, because I think when we hear stewardship, most people talk about it financially, but stewarding the places that God has placed you is also really, really important. And that's a challenge that I've had to walk through this year. Um, I would also say that pride was one for me. I went into this year identifying that I had a lot of pride in me in the way that I was operating. And I fasted in the beginning of the year for humility. And I feel like ever since then, God's been peeling back layers and that I feel like led me into the storm of the identity crisis that I was having um, probably around fall, late summer. And yeah, pride was a challenge for me this year and last year. But this year, I feel like we really broke it down. And that's a challenge that I've overcome. Now, you know, pride can rear its head in multiple different ways. It's very multifaceted sin. And just don't ever, don't ever think that you're not a prideful person because I promise you, you will find some creeping and crawling up in the crevices. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, you will. <laughs> because pride is sneaky. Pride is very sneaky. Um, So those are some challenges that I've basically, y'all, I'm just popping my lips on these. I'm sorry. <laughs> so these are some challenges that I feel like I faced and have overcome or am overcoming at the moment. And I'm proud to say that. So I use those three things as a main indicator of my growth, my spiritual journey, just showing me the highs, the lows, the in-betweens and the obstacles. So hopefully y'all can find that helpful as you begin to reflect on your storms, your leaps of faiths and your challenges. The next thing I want to talk about is really, really impertinent as we round off the end of the year. It's unanswered prayers. Okay, now I'm going to kind of put these in quotations because you're going to you're going to see as I further explain that I truly don't believe there's such thing as an unanswered prayer. But this is just speaking to that heart posture into that disappointment that we can feel sometimes when it feels like or it seems like God is not listening to our prayers or he hasn't answered a prayer. So I know many of us when we go into a new year, we have prayers like, okay, God, I want to do this by the end of the year. I want to see that by the end of the year. I'd like to go here by the end of the year. And then the end of the year comes and we look back and we're like, um, hello, (laughs) is this thing on God? Hello. And 
I want to caution us from falling too deeply into those emotions and to giving too much control and validation to those emotions because now let me say this being disappointed in something is valid but I'm going to get into why it's probably not as valid as you may think it is in a second okay but I just wanted to put it that in there it's okay to be disappointed but let's talk about the root of that okay um Now, it's important to undo or not fall into that mindset too much because it's a huge foothold for the enemy. Huge, huge foothold for the enemy. If you are sitting here like God doesn't answer prayers, God doesn't, please, do you know who is waiting around the corner to echo exactly what you're saying right back to you and be like, you know what, you're right. God doesn't listen to prayers. He never listens. I thought he was a good God. I thought he was a loving God. Let's leave him. Yeah, you know, like... (laughs) Oh, sorry, y'all. The enemy is just too happy, too happy for you to get to that point. So please don't allow yourself to stew and and spiral down that path because I'm about to get into why that path is actually a facade and a lie. Um, So let's address this two different ways. Let's start off with the fact of unanswered prayers that you didn't have the level of clearance for in the first place. I'm about to come for some people's necks just a little bit. So put on a neck brace or just hold your neck real quick. If you're driving, just keep it real stiff and straight so that it don't break too much. Okay, because I'm coming for it. Sometimes we pray for things that we don't have the level of clearance to handle. And then we get mad at God because he's not giving it to us. You are a level 18 Christian asking for a level 32 Christian's blessing, season, whatever. Relax. Relax. Sometimes some of us get into a habit and you know what? And y'all know I'm never coming for y'all's neck if mine wasn't already gone first. Okay. Because this is something I've had to walk through. Oh God, what is my purpose? Can you show me my purpose? Y'all, we do realize that purpose is revealed over our entire lifetime, right? How can God show you your purpose and you still living in where you're at? Now, God can give you, you know, you can start walking in it. Yeah, sure. And I'm, you know, that might be what you're praying for, but you may not be ready to go where God needs you to go yet, which is why you're not there. Have you ever had the thought that if you were ready for it, you would be ready for and you would have it. So obviously, if you don't have it yet, you're not yet ready for it. That is real. That is real talk. And I feel like we don't talk about that enough in the church because all we talk about is just pray on it. But sometimes somebody needs to tell you, you don't even need to be worried about that right now. You ain't even got you together. Let me come for the folks that's tired of being single in these streets because it is cuffing season. Are you even ready to be a good partner to your partner? Do you even have the emotional intelligence to care for somebody else's heart? Do you have the commitment to God that's going to keep you faithful when the love runs out with that person? Do you effectively communicate? Do you take accountability? Do you know how to speak to people with tact? Do you know how to have hard conversations? Do you know how to resolve conflict well? Like sometimes we just need to take a step back. Are you financially ready to have a partner? Even as a woman. This is just my opinion, but I firmly believe that you cannot be in a relationship and spend nothing on your partner. Nothing? That's wild. 
So that means you're going to get in a relationship and now have to spend some coins. Do you have coins to spend? Why are you worried about getting somebody? You know what I mean? Like sometimes there are a lot of things that we could be better at before we get what we're praying for. And we don't be concerned about that. Do you think about the fact that it's not only going to be you receiving somebody, but somebody receiving you? Like, (laughs) guys, I'm not even going to a tangent about us trying to get spouses and all that stuff. Focus on where you're at. Have you gotten your lust under control? I'm going to leave that where that's at, Jasmine. Just come up off of that. I'm going to come up off of that. I'm going to come up off of that one. But that is just a good example of how sometimes we're asking for things that we don't even really want. I remember there was a point that I was asking God for a full-time job just because I wanted the illusion of financial stability. Because let's not even get into that. How having a job, you feel stable, but let that job go. How stable are you? You know what I mean? Like, it's just really not. It's God that's giving us stability. It's God that's providing us security not anything or anyone else. But I was asking for a full-time job because I was under the illusion that if I got a full-time job, I could be stable, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be provided for. And then God really was like, do you really want a full-time job? Do you really want to work 40 hours a week? You got this podcast, you got Bible study. Do you really want to have to find time to record this podcast and to prep for Bible study? No, in reality, I'm not in a place in my life where that's feasible for me right now. So here I was asking for something and talking to God like, why haven't you done this yet? And the thing is, sometimes what we're asking for is not even what we really want. So I want to challenge those of us that identify with this. If it's resonating with you, it's for you. If it's not, I understand. This is not everybody's predicament. But for those people who are genuinely asking for things they're not ready for, or people who are asking for things that they don't even know why they want it, but they're asking for it because they think they should want it. God is not going to give you those things right now. I'm sorry to say it. So I just wanted to address that because sometimes we just need a little perception check when it comes to feeling like God failed his part when really God is trying to help us, not hurt us. Secondly, when it comes to the unanswered prayers that have been answered, but we may not like the answer or we may not be perceiving that the answer's already been given. Follow me. When, hmm. How should I say this? Okay, let me go back to a personal example. If y'all been listening for a while, y'all know there was a time where God told me I'll be working at this nonprofit organization. It took months to come into fruition. In my head, I had built up that it was gonna be a full-time job, da 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 Because I'm like, oh, if God is calling me to it, it's about to be abundance. It's about to be all of this. And when I got there, it was not none of that. And I was looking at God like, mm, you kind of a liar. When in reality, God did do what he said he was gonna do I just didn't like how he did it. And so it would be wrong of me to then categorize that as, okay, times God lied. When he didn't lie, it was just I didn't like how he did what I asked him to do or how he did what he told me he was going to do. And so I want you to expand your perception if this resonates with you. Because, again, not everybody's situation. But if this resonates with you, Open up your perception of how you are viewing possible answers to your prayer. Because sometimes, sometimes 
we can get caught up in looking for God in one way that we miss everything. Okay. Now there was a time, um, I forget what the analogy was. I think I brought it up on here before. I don't remember it verbatim, but let's just say you were asking God for food, right? And God takes you on a path past trees. And you're like, God, where's the food? Because you're expected to end up in a restaurant. You're expecting to end up in a drive-thru. You're expecting to end up with a home-cooked meal. God takes you through some trees that have fruits and veggies on them. And you just walk it straight past it grumbling. That's just a, a, a visual, right? Of what we look like sometimes. Sometimes we ask God for one thing. And because it doesn't arrive in a certain kind of way that we're expecting, we think it didn't arrive. And that's just not the case. Even on a more practical level, a metaphor here, there have been times where I've had packages from Amazon delivered. And because I don't see them at my front door, I'm on the Amazon app like, they didn't deliver it. No, 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 no. I'm about to call customer service. And I call customer service and they're like, oh, well, have you checked your mailbox? Now, my mailbox is little. It has a little slot for you to poke stuff through. I don't ever think packages are going to be delivered in there. I always expect my package to be a lot bigger and obvious. But sometimes I've gone to that mailbox and that package is in the mailbox. It's just small. This is a great example sometimes of how God works. Sometimes you go into your doorstep expecting this big, huge package. But sometimes God's been delivered it to your address. It's small and subtle and it's waiting for you to come find it. But it's been there. And so I just want to encourage y'all that feel like y'all might have some unanswered prayers. Um to check the mailbox, (laughs) wherever the mailbox is for you in your metaphor, in your life, check your mailbox guys, because sometimes it's right there. And I would hate for y'all to be angry at God, allowing a foothold in your heart for the enemy and having a hardened heart going into a new year with God. I don't even care if it's the new year. I don't want you to have a hardened heart ever. Having a hardened heart toward God over something he did. Imagine cussing Amazon out on Instagram stories, tagging them on Twitter, you on TikTok, all of this stuff. And you had the package the whole time. How crazy do you look? So I just want to propose that to y'all, because sometimes when we get to the end of the year and we feel like our plans haven't been answered, we have not or not our plans. Our prayers haven't been answered. We have not checked the mailbox and we have not checked to see if that was the level of clearance that we're at. Period. Point blank. Lastly, and finally, y'all, as we wrap up, let's look forward. These are all things that are looking backward. These are all methods of reflection. But let's look at what we do when we set goals and visions and all those things for our next year. The Lord says that man plans his course, but the Lord establishes their steps. Okay. What this means to me is there's nothing wrong with setting a goal. There's nothing wrong with having a vision, but you cannot fill in all the puzzle pieces alone and your friends can't fill it in for you. TikTok, YouTube, your mom, your dad, wherever you go for advice, inspiration, a little extra knowledge, they do not have all the answers sway. Okay. So guess who does though? God. So what we need to do is submit our goals, submit our visions to God. Sometimes our goals don't align with what God has planned for us. And it can save us a lot of heartache and headaches if we go to God while we're making our plans or shortly after we've made our plans just to get his input, his revision, his correction, his blessing even. So, um, Yeah. And also don't forget that God has a plethora of knowledge. Okay. He is knowledge. Let's be for real. So 
Sometimes when you're trying to do something and you don't know how you're going to get it done, sometimes God can give you the steps. He can be like, hey, you need to go do this. Hey, set this up. Open this up. Blah, blah, blah. And all of a sudden you have this whole business plan. You have this whole, you know, template of how to get something done that you didn't know how you were going to get done. So don't discount going to God when you're doing these vision board parties, when you're setting these goals, when you're writing down your 300 wants, like Steve Harvey said, whatever it is, (laughs) go to God about it and submit it to him. When you write your goals as well, do not get so attached to your goals that they become an idol. The reason or not the reason, the way that you know if something has become an idol in your life is if you start to place it above God. So here's a practical example. If you have a goal, oh, I'm going to open my own hair shop this year and God says, no, you're not. And you go, uh, I think I am. And you still go and do that. You have now placed that hair shop above God. That's an idol. And we know we share a jealous, uh, not we share, we serve a jealous God who does not share. Okay. That shop going to be gone, baby. (laughs) That shop is going to be gone one way or another today or tomorrow. My thing is, it's not to say that, oh, you know, God is just going to ruin your plans if you don't da 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 da. But it's like sometimes you can save yourself so much heartache and so much extra work if you just submit your plans to God and are actually real about it. So that if God does make revisions, corrections or eliminations, you're not butthurt about that. So, yeah, just to recap, when you reflect on yourself, look over your storms, your leaps of faith and the things that you've overcome, your challenges. Make sure that you check your mindset about having unanswered prayers, because sometimes Not sometimes, because there's really no such thing as an unanswered prayer, period. And then lastly, make sure that you're seeking God and not yourself when you are looking forward into the future and setting goals. I pray that y'all have a blessed new year. I pray we all get to see 2023. I pray this is the year of the Lord for us. Mike Todd always says this is going to be our best year if this is our best year spiritually. And so I definitely touch and agree with that over your lives. I pray for God's favor over your lives, God's continual provision over your life. I pray for clarity and discernment and wisdom over your life. James 1 5 says if we ask for it, he will give it to us without finding fault. Okay. Um, And I just pray for an increase of the fruits of the spirit for each and every one of us, every person under the sound of my voice and every person connected to them thereof, Father God. So I just pray that over y'all and I hope y'all receive that because I genuinely want the best for y'all, y'all. I genuinely do. I love y'all so much, Valley family. If y'all are on YouTube, like, subscribe, comment, um, share with a friend. If you are on our audio family, leave a rating, review, and share with a friend. And for everyone, hit me up on Instagram at the Jasmine Cambridge. Happy New Year, y'all. I don't know what it looks like from the mountaintop just yet, but for now, these are the values. Mm-hmm.